It's a privilege and pleasure to be together again. I think uh, the last uh, last couple of meetings, um, I wasn't expressive enough of what a special, amazing, unbelievable zechus and pleasure this is. Not told pleasure because it's uh, it's this best Um. Now, I want to thank Rabbi Simcha Perkal for hosting this event because Abayzi uh, wasn't available tonight. And that's why you see his name uh, underneath my picture. Okay. So in last week's, uh, or not, I shouldn't say last week, my last term, which was addressing various causes that uh, prevent a person from being involved in spiritual pursuits, and the last one was uh, false ideas, false understanding. We touched on um, extreme or overly extreme fear. And it was a response, one of the uh, very honest and open members who said that um, that's not even his problem. He's not troubled by uh, having overabundance of fear, irrational fear, like I was uh, referring to and describing. He describes what we could really sum up as not feeling any personal connection to his observance of mitzvahs. He said, I keep Shabbos because I always kept Shabbos. But I don't sense in any kind of way the importance of Shabbos, the specialness of Shabbos, the, the elevation of Shabbos. In a similar way, similar vein, I recently heard from one of our members you know, the following observation. He said he has the sense that his uh, belief and acceptance of everything having to do with the Torah and Yiddishkeit is because that's how he was raised, that's how he was taught. And if he had been raised in a non-Jewish family and taught their religion, he would believe that too. And in that sense, is there any real value to his adherence to the Torah? It's just coming from um, basically a, a child-type trust, habits, trust of a child, but not of his own personal choice. So... How is he supposed to uh, give that value? And this kind of discovery can very understandably be, be quite unnerving. Um, person discovering that they don't feel a personal connection. Maybe it comes with the fear that maybe their whole upbringing was so flawed or maybe their whole internal makeup is so flawed that they can't even expect to have it. They don't have it already. So can they really expect to, things to ever be different? 
how should they approach keeping the Torah? Should they just um, sort of read it out for the sake of Allah Mahabha, just do the, all the good things that they're supposed to do in the hope of a big payoff someday, but not expect to have any personal connection in the here and now. That's pretty, pretty tough. I have a recollection, a vague recollection of something of this sort in my early years. There was some point in time where like, it came to the realization that, you know, I don't really sense the real connection to everything I'm doing. I was still, I think I was really in base medrash, but still pretty young, younger than maybe some of the other people. But I think to a large degree, it may be a product of a natural progression of a person becoming more mature, more independent, more self-aware. And this is not to discount or to uh, disavow or say it's not possible to have had a good, wholesome, wonderful upbringing that would give a person the best kind of feeling of real connection, of a joy, of a gladness, experiencing Shabbos, and learning and davening and mitzvot. If somebody was taught it in a way of real simcha and real acceptance, that probably would carry over. And maybe they wouldn't come to such a point of feeling disconnected. And we might think that that would be fine. A person could just continue to grow and progress by doing more and more of the same good things and will just continue to develop in a very natural way to be the full, complete spiritual personality that is able to become. So I have some consolation for the people that are feeling that disconnect. In a certain sense, it's a blessing in disguise. Not an easy one to take advantage of, but there is an aspect, and I don't mean to minimize or in any way disrespect the, the pain that's involved in it, or that's the, the confusion, the, the, the challenge. But in a certain sense, it may very well be a real blessing in disguise. Because if somebody would think that they could just continue in a natural, good, free-flowing kind of way, they were given the best foundation, the best experience as a young youngster, and just continuing to be doing Torah and Mitzvahs gladly and, and pleasantly, that is gravely mistaken. It is categorically and... <laughs> explicitly in the Torah literature, a false notion to think that a person could continue from childhood into adulthood in a just natural free-flowing way and achieve true spiritual achievement. It's, if you saw that in Mara Makomos, you'll see for yourself, or you, if you have, either you have seen or you could see, how the greatest people are stressing the most powerful terms that a person has to relearn, re-examine, and 
trying to discover from, as if from scratch, the most fundamental aspects of Torah and Torah life. Chavos is writing, a person has to demand of himself to understand everything of his knowledge of Hashem and his Torah. He has to start learning Torah and Nevi'im as if he never saw a letter before. Try to wrap your head around that, of attempting to approach learning Torah as if I do not know anything about it. Now somebody might say, well, if I bring myself to a state and nothing about it, why would I want to even continue? It's going to be some kind of combination he has to make. But the Kvega's sons write about it. Kvega, though, when they learned with him, they had the sense that he's learning it as if for the first time, which is staggering, considering his power of memory. But this is what the Chalvas Lovas is clearly advising, that we should demand of ourselves. He says that the understanding of delicate, refined areas, which understanding Hashem and His Torah includes very refined, delicate areas. The understanding of it of a young person is not the same as the understanding as a mature person. That means that the mature, developed person will come and it will be radically different. It can be expected to be radically different. That means that whatever he might have had a connection to before, he's very likely to discover is not what it really is. That's bound to be quite an upheaval in the best case scenario if he actually engages in this process. And Mesul Sasharim, you read Akdamas, Mesul Sasharim, Mesul Sasharim is screaming. He's screaming. I have no other way to describe it. He's screaming. If you don't study and analyze what is Yira, what is Ava, what is Dvekas, you're not going to know what it is. Then you'll understand Yira Sashem. And if you don't search for it like that, you will not understand Yira Sashem. He's bemoaning. People are spending their time in all kinds of chachma. And in the chachma of the Yira, to know, to know what is Yira, what is it's nothing. I'm not just talking about the performance of the, of the euro and the internalization of the euro. He's talking about understanding it. Who is he talking to? Great people, gigantic people. People that are involved in the deepest wisdom of Torah except this part, because this part they think they know already. They don't see where there's, they don't readily see where's the Chachma there. And he's bringing proofs and he's as a hoarding and begging. You have to study this, understand it correctly. Not just to gain it, not just to acquire it, not just to keep it. You have to study it to understand it. That means what you think it is, is not right. That's what Mesutha Sharm is saying to the to the greatest of the great. And then it bemoans that the true understanding is lacking in the whole world because the hachamim are not putting their effort into it. And the ones who are not hachamim who are studying this farm a lot, they can't really understand it properly. They need the help of the great hachamim to understand what is chasidus.
And he says the true picture of Hasidus is far away from us. We're nowhere near understanding, having a true picture of what Hasidus is. And obviously that matters. It matters to know what Hasidus is, or at least some idea of it, even when you're at the very beginning stages. And then you see the Bissim Hasidus, he's, he's troubled. Why are the fundamentals of Ramuno that are amazing events, Maimir Asinai, Kriyas Yamsuf, the Mon, Eser Makais, why these things do not inspire us? Why are we not aroused by it? Why are we not amazed by it? That's because we learned it when we were youngsters. And although Chinuch is very beneficial, having good habits is very beneficial, but nothing in Allah has is kulo type. And when the childlike understanding of it becomes ingrained and just remains that way and is never re-examined and relearned and rediscovered in a mature fashion, then it stays like that. And he says, there are gedolim that are failing in this. Gedolim are nichshol in this. That Yitzhiyash Mitzrayim, Matan Taira, does not make an impact on them. So maybe they're searching for other things. After all, he's calling them G'daylim. Maybe they have some way how to be great people. But they're, but they're not moved by the fundamentals of the Torah. That's because the childlike, the childish form of it is already in place and it just left that way. And the only way the Chavos Lovers is telling us that it can be changed is that a person approaches it as if he doesn't know it and coming to discover it. And Simchazul says the Pshad in Bukhal Yom Yom is not just the Simcha of it, the excitement of it, as if I just got it. It means he has to really learn it and relearn it. Now, I don't think we could practically expect to be rediscovering, radical rediscovery, day by day. That could be only maybe for very, very great people. But it should be a progression. It means that the learning should be in a way of readiness, of eagerness of searching, of trying to discover a new understanding. And then last but not least, you have the Alta Slavodka, Taurus of Rome brings, the Alta said about people his generation, Gedoylem Vitoivim, they're great, they're good. Avaloy Nishtanu, they did not change. What does that mean, they did not change? I mean, they stayed with the same basic childlike form of their understanding of things and performing very well, doing everything properly, sincerely, dedicated, but the, but the form of understanding of the Torah remained in the same form as it was all the way from the beginning. They did not recreate their whole understanding, the fundamental understanding of Hashem and His Torah. Oops. So, what I wonder about is, what is the prime? What are the primary elements that are standing in the way? But before we get to that, so the person who is discovering that he needs to discover, that he needs to learn—that he's right now maybe not in such a good place—that could be a blessing in disguise. The problem is that uh, there's no time and there's no motivation because we're totally 
swamped with all the stresses of work and all the stresses of society telling you that you're not good enough and all the emotional negative emotions of himself and all the people around him. So the, the eights of para is in full force and it's very difficult. And everybody just wants a quick fix to get out of their misery, which is very understandable. And I want to refer that person and all of us to carefully read the first chapter in Stephen Covey's famous Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. That's as far as I got. But it's a must read and will address somewhat this uh, dilemma of being focused on some kind of quick fix and not being ready for the hard work. Mr. Sharma is saying, it's a hard job. It requires searching. The Chachm was concealed. Okay, so at this point, I'm willing to pause and open the floor to either any reaction to what was said so far or to any suggestions of why it is one of the main factors that hold us back, even though we all learned we all saw clearly what he's saying. But nevertheless, he wound up learning just you know, to be from, to be religious, and to, to, be, to be good people. But we don't learn it, or anything else, pretty much for that matter, for the sake of discovering deep chachma. And that's the question I'm posing, putting on the floor, of what are the main barriers, so to speak, or causes of why we don't follow the Masulah Sharm's strong exhortation to study and try to discover deep Chachma in the areas of Ava, Yira, and Vegas. So if anybody wants to take a turn, they are invited. Okay, I don't mind trying myself a little bit. But if, any, if anything so far uh, wasn't clear enough, you're welcome to share that with me too. My oh my, it's a captive audience. Okay, so one suggestion that I was given of why we don't engage in this pursuit is because we don't really believe that's we're going to get there. It doesn't really look, there's no clear road, there's no clear expectation to be able to achieve and gain a really different kind of understanding than we have already. So it's hard to be motivated to do it. And, and, and really, I think that's quite valid because as Mr. Sharm himself is saying, it needs to be searched for. Meaning the, this Chachm was not just laid out there. He himself doesn't say, Mr. Sharm, okay, now I'll explain to you everything that I told you you have to say. I'll tell you what Ava is, what Yura is, what Dvekas is, what Chasidus is, and you'll be all good to go. The whole safer here, safer of headlines, is very, very not simple safer. And maybe it's not really I just rely on only his safer alone. Maybe others for we need to go. We need to go search and research. Maybe learn safer, which is Laramba. Maybe safer Achino. Who knows what else? I'm hoping that uh, this forum can help for people to share the good forum that they've seen on these topics. 
but uh, there's no very simple road, so maybe that can be discouraging. I imagine that um, there's, a, there's a resistance to changing one's ideas because we're naturally comfortable with whatever we know already or understand already to be true. The person has you know, strong resistance to something that's foreign and unfamiliar. So whatever we're with is our comfort zone. It's very hard to break out of your comfort zone and to believe, to question, to be willing to question my ideas about fundamental things may not be right. I have to, I have to drop them, try to find something else. I'm going to be in a state of doubt or confusion or, or lack of clarity. That's, uh, that could be scary. I imagine it's probably especially scary the situation where somebody was criticized for not having correct answers. Somebody was shamed for not knowing something or for failing the test. Or somebody was deliberately caused to fail, to be put in their place, and made to feel unworthy over not having the right answer. That could make an area of not knowing the right answer right away extremely, extremely frightening. And on a more basic, uh, on a more basic level, you had mentioned uh, the different chazal about through the generations, the great people like Taimi Yeshaya Navi, that um, on some level, obviously they were careful to try to change, but there was some level of being lax and they weren't, uh, you know, some level of, you know, Mitzvah Sanashim Lamada. So what, what was, I don't think they were, I don't think they were scared. Like, so on that basic level, what were, why didn't it happen by them? The Mesilashom sounds like that uh, the most simple explanation is the person tends to think that I know this already. The Chachma in it or the challenge of Chachma in it is not readily apparent. Like you have some basic knowledge. And you could think like, that's it. I, the Pasuk is screaming at you. I, the Chavaz Lovers are saying, it's impossible that the understanding of a fully developed Seichel is going to be the same as that of a younger or child person. But somehow, I don't know, the person is somehow thinking that's, I have this already, or I don't see where, I don't, it's not obvious that I'm lacking something. If you have a cash on Tysus, it's obvious you're lacking something. You have to work to try to answer it. Here, I think I know. I'm suggesting even the person who already learned the Masosa and he knows that he doesn't know. I'm telling him, you don't know. So then, why do I not then engage in the pursuit to try to discover something new? We don't have that excuse anymore because Mr. Sherman told us that no, you don't know what Yira is. I don't know what Yira is. That's right. You don't know what Yira is. Okay, how am I going to get it? You have to learn. You have to study. You have to probe. You have to search. You have to at least be willing to search. You have to be wanting to search. 
I'm afraid that there's a, there's a, there can be major blockade against wanting to search, to enter into an area of doubt, not knowing, of confusion. It'd be very stressful. Rashi, are you talking about, are you talking about like learning big, like coming up with like big chidushim, or at least to our own minds, big chidushim? Like, uh, you know, if I, if I have no clue what Yura is, and then am I going to go discover it as something that I, you know, am I going to discover it something that I haven't, you know, some type of new thing that I haven't heard much about, or, or I, I guess what I really, where I'm going here is that like, uh, as far, as far as the way I see things, like we just, we're not really trying to look for Kedushim because we, we have our, we have, you know, hopefully we had our Bayim who guided us in like our fundamentals and, uh, and our, those need to stay our fundamentals because if we start thinking, oh, well, I don't know what year it is. Let me figure out what it really is. And I discover what it really is that it doesn't like fit in with the fundamentals I was taught by my Rebbeim. So then like, uh, it doesn't sound very good. So, so I am working in the fundamentals that I, that I, which, which I, I was shown uh, from Rebbeim. My, my question is, did the Rebbeim teach this fundamental that whatever you understand about Yira now as a 20-year-old is not the understanding that you need to have as a 40 and a 60 and an 80-year-old. Did they teach that? Yeah, yeah, of course, but what does that mean? Is that, what, what is it going to be as a 40-year-old? It's going to be some different thing that doesn't resemble what it looked like as a 20-year-old? Like, are we really looking for like uh, a Yira that doesn't recognize the first Yira? Or are we looking to grow in along a path that we were that we were shown with, you know, kind of the, the same fundamentals, but getting deeper and uh, making them part of you more and, and getting better nuances and subtleties, but not like some I mean, whole new language, era. The language of Masulah Sasharim sounds like I'm questioning it. I want to know Mahu Ayura. Doesn't just say. What do you mean? I don't know. He's talking to somebody who's a, not talking to somebody who's a total amoris. He's talking to somebody who has some knowledge. So what does it mean that he should be asking meaning it's possible. You tell me, what does it mean? Words, the same what does it mean? You're going to go discover a new continent of Yura? So go, go, who needs your new continent of Yura? Well, you're going to have a, we have, we have enough religions already. Well, well, you need more religions. No, no, no. Oh, this is an amazing thing, I, I concede. This is a mind-boggling concept. This is an absolutely mind-boggling concept. That there is no such fixed thing as Mahawaira that you can go Google it, look it up, look it up in an encyclopedia, and everybody will know what Yura is. Your knowledge of Yura is relative to you as an individual. Your understanding of Hashem, of his Torah, of his chesed, of his mitzvot, is relative to you as an individual. If you are a person who is very limited in seichel, you will have a very limited, very more uh, simplistic understanding. Mechavitz Chaim gave me shalom 
to able to reach even the Hamoinam that can understand the Mashal in its, in its simple form. And the biggest G'daylim understood those Mashalim, the deepest, deepest Chachm. So a person who is in a very basic stage will understand according to his Seichel. And the person who is more developed will understand in the same, in the same words. The same words will have a different meaning to him. And as he grows as greater, those same words will take on a different meaning to him than they took on to him before. After they took on a new meaning to him. So it's not meant to be, or it cannot be. I'll be logic. It's impossible to be a fixed thing because we're dealing with inyonim that have infinite depth and human beings' development is ongoing. If he's developing, which he should be, should try to be gaining more chachma through all aspects of Torah, more capacity for wisdom, and then to then apply it, it's, it's very likely that there will be points along the way that the new understanding will completely overshadow, in a certain sense will completely take over. Just like in Gemara, when you're assuming, you're assuming in Bikiyas, you have one level of understanding, and then you learn it in Shinshir, and you have a different level of understanding. And then you try to, then there's a pulpish here on it, and whoa, it's a whole other level of understanding. And then you come back to the Shir seven years later, and 14 years later, and 21 years later, and you're first trying to understand certain parts of it that before you couldn't touch, and it makes a whole new understanding of it. And then at the end of the day, you're stuck and you don't understand one word. And then you know, you're really alone. But just like it can happen in the parts of Torah where we experience it very, you know, clearly, it, it seems that it could happen and it's supposed to happen in all the areas of Torah. Okay, so, okay, so I just think maybe that's worth highlighting and putting into context, uh, if I understand correctly, that in the other areas we're talking about the same thing. We're just like the sheer just like you're working on your Rebbe's shear and you came to all those levels and different stages of understanding. So, so too in Mahu Ayura and, and what's my relationship with Hashem and all these things where we're coming to new understandings and we need to challenge our existing perspective and come to deeper perspectives all need to be within. We're not trying to find new stuff. It's all in that same context of what we were uh, of like the frameworks and the fundamentals that we were we were taught, right? We're not we're not looking. Otherwise, what are we doing? Or otherwise, we're just. I mean, is, is, do you, would you agree with that or not? Because I mean, that's what's happening by the sheer. You're not. You're not. You're not trying to discover noob shot in in whatever. So you're trying to. You're getting deeper levels in your in your rebbe's. What you you already told you about shot in the sugi, you're getting all different levels. So so. Same thing is going to be true in the other areas. It's going to be a hard thing to judge uh, unless you have a transcript or unless you could be into your Rebbe's mind and know what he meant. Now, if along the way you find things that seem to conflict, you need to go back, you need to ask, you need to discuss it, you need to try to work it out. But otherwise, yeah, I suppose everything will fit in with uh, 
whatever you were taught. It's just going to be on a different level. But how you understood it is going to be radically different. So you will experience it in a very different way. The nature, even the nature of how you feel about it can, can, can potentially be radically different. There could be other factors that are playing to that also. But if the concept takes on a new meaning, then it's also reasonable to expect that it will take on new feeling. So that the person who right now is feeling lack of connection is not unique in having to discover, create for himself a basis for feeling connection. Because that's what everybody needs to be doing, is gaining the full dis new discovery, which will bring with it potentially very different feeling. The is talking about transformation. Well, could, I, could I throw my two cents in here to try to help Mr. Birgitta out? Hmm. You're welcome so, to try, but keep it brief. I will try. I, who, I, who, who's, I, helping? I, who's helping? This is uh, Mr. Joe. Mr. Joe. You must be anonymous. Um, I, I, I can think of two different Muslim yeshivas that I went to in my yeshiva career. And one of them, they used to consistently focus on one part of Musr, which was internalize what you're reading. Whether it's Musil Sasharm, Derech Hashem, Chos Havavos, internalize it. You internalize it, it, be, it, 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 it does transform you. And then there was the other yeshiva that I went to that was much more into the intellectual pursuit of what is the Musil Sasharm saying, trying to, trying to say a schmooze out of it. But it's much more of an intellectual pursuit and the focus on the internalization, in my opinion, was not as there anymore. And if you're going to go and read Masih Sasham and Chavos Halavos and any other Masih Sefer you want, and it's just an intellectual pursuit, um, it, you're either going to understand it or not. And even if you do, you can keep it separate from your actual Mahus as a mensch and trying to change yourself and transform yourself, which is what Musa is supposed to do. Yira could either be an intellectual concept or it could be something that you feel. And it's not really medama to a, a Gemara shir, where every Gemara you could do, Gemara Sanhedrin, 50 times be in, and it's going to help you learn a Gemara in Bab Metziah. The more you learn, the more you understand Gemara, the more you're able to hop it. But when it comes to, to uh, something, Yira, which could be intellectual, it really is also emotional, as was mentioned. It really does have an emotional aspect to it. If you internalize it, the next time you come around to a schmooze about Yira, you're gonna, since you have changed last time and you understand Yira more because you are actively living Yira in your life, then you're going to have a different understanding of it. And this goes with almost every Mida that you could work on. Mr. Joe? Yes. Uh, I'd like to, to support what you're saying. It's a very important point. I remember hearing from, having heard from the Rashiva that um, this, is, this is a large part of why it's not possible for somebody to um, properly understand the aspects of Musr if he's simply an uh, accomplished Lamdan in the areas of Halacha and Gemara. Because if, he, if he is not involved and trained specifically and involved directly in the Musr area, so he can, he can use intellectual you know, abilities, but to have the sensitivity to the concepts, 
that's only possible if he becomes personally sensitized to it. If he, it's not, it's not a wisdom just of the mind, it's a wisdom of the heart. So it needs the personal experience. So your point is a very important point that you need not just intellectual understanding, but that internalization along the way to pave the way for additional new intellectual understanding and internalizing that, which will then pave the way for continuous more and better. I um, agree. I think it's also important, I have to, have to share this before I forget it, it's very important to have patience because sometimes there can be a lot of information that each piece individually is not transformative, but after a while, things come together. There's a synergy, there's a coalescence of a collection of ideas that cause things to take on a different kind of clarity. Another thing I have to share with Rebbe Chesky is that the Rebbein Bechayi in Ovos on the mission of Lami Mikaladam, he says there in, in his Pirish on Ovos that a person will learn more from the Torah itself than even what he was taught by his Rebbein. So you have Habil Malti Miraboisai, Yesamikhaveram, Tamidya Yesamikulam, and Rabbi Bahai is saying from the Torah itself. What does that mean? I can only guess what that means is as he develops, he's able to understand the Torah, the Torah itself becomes a teacher. He's learning it correctly and properly. I, I, I'm, I'm just confused if there's like, a, I don't know if I'm not coming across clear or if you just don't want, if you don't, I, I'm just confused. Okay. All, all I was trying to say, and, and, and it seems to me like, yeah, your last point, uh, like I'm not sure if, if you're disagreeing with me or you or not. It's just, maybe you could just say whether you are or not, or, or just don't, I'm not, sure I'm not making it clear. But I'm like, again. go ahead. This, so this idea that you're saying, okay, the Torah is going to teach you. So I, I just want to know if, to me, what that means is that when you, when you ha, if you have a derech, if you were given a derech, if you were shown a derech, so yes, that derech, there's infinite growth that you can have upon that derech. Once you start trying to re-understand things, if they're taking you out of that derech, so then you're, 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 that then you're you're going to be you're, you're just lost in the woods. Like, what are you doing? Help, so me, I, help, I, me, help me out. Time out. Help me out. What do you mean by take you out of the derech? How do you define what what is included in the definition of the derech? It, 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 I'm probably not going to say certain words that you heard in yeshiva is the derech. No, no. But if I imagine. Okay, I don't know, because obviously the, 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 the hope is that, that uh, if someone is, is uh, uh, given a derech, that it encompasses all aspects of Yiddishkeit, hopefully. So, so uh, but, but... No, we're not, we don't have everything. Yeshiva does not give you all the information that you need. Information? Years ago, years ago... I'm um, not talking about information. Okay, even that, if it did, that, you can't stagnate. You can't stagnate even if it did give you a there. You're not going to stagnate. Tell me when you're the altar of Slobodka, and then, then I'll worry about your stagnating. But, but till then, you could try to become him. So what, what, I'm not worried about stagnating. 
I just want to know if what you're rediscovering and, 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 and is making you more, if, if let's say for argument's sake, someone was uh, shown on the derech of, uh, you know, he was taught, or he was shown, he was developed in the derech of, of Labot Kabusar. So if what he's rediscovering and growing in, if he's like getting more similar to the altar, okay, that sounds good to me. If he's starting to rediscover things and, and come with ideas and, and, and thoughts and focuses that are, never were part of the focuses of that dark that he was shown, okay, so now yeah. I don't see what, what that sounds like a bad place to be to me. Your, your lushing of rediscovering is off. It's not rediscovering. You're discovering. The derech the that you were taught, and I believe all of us were taught, is, a, is, a, is, a, is, a, is just tools to, for you to oh, use. Just tools. Of no, course it's not it just is. tools. Of course it is. Well, 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 let, 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 it, is, it is. That's why we don't look in the inside of Toldos, uh, yeah, whatever his name is from the Val okay. Shem. There's a reason Hold we a don't second. do that. Hold a second. Sometimes... Sometimes you could find something in a safer that's not from the Slavat Kederich, so to speak, the Muslim Masora, and it's the same basic fundamental. Under, understood. And that could understood. be very, that could be very helpful, very encouraging. Uh, of course. Um, I think I think um, I can help clarify this with something that I heard from the Rosh Hashiva. I once asked, it wasn't my own question. Um, isn't there a danger if we're taught to? Uh, only say what's based on Chazal and not say our own ideas, what we call Mukhrach as opposed to Drush. Isn't there a danger that a person might make a mistake, mislearn a Chazal, and come up with some idea that he thinks is based on Chazal and make a Churban? But he's convinced that the Chazal are saying this, and who knows what could come out of that. If he knew it's his own ideas, he'd be more you know, hesitant because, after all, I know it's my own idea that I made up here. So. Maybe it wouldn't be as dangerous. And Rashiva said, Even if you think something is based on Chazal, you should not create an idea the likes of which you never heard before in your life. Now what happens if you come across something, even in Slabotka literature, that looks to you to be the likes of which you never heard before in your life? So when I did that, I asked Rashiva, can we believe what it says here? And he said, yeah. But that's not for tonight. So there could be situations where you think something is clearly based and it seems to be very novel. And that's going to be no simple situation. The hope is that it will fit in. It will just be reaching a, a, a new level that will be a whole new understanding, but that could be, oh, that's what was meant all along. But I couldn't understand it yet. I was too young. I was too, it was too early. Or, or you could discover this, that was terrible distortion on my part. I don't know how I fell into that. Like you mentioned last week, somebody could think that it's okay to scare themselves with a belief that Hashem will punish them, even though they don't deserve it, for the sake of keeping themselves in line and keeping the Torah and mitzvahs. A very sincere, well-meaning person could think such an idea. I know he did. He told me it's clear in no uncertain terms. So, that's a totally false concept. 
It may not be so easy to you to realize that you're even using that on yourself and to realize that it's false and then to find a proper course. Just as, as, as one example. So there can be things that there are ideas that are coming in that are just a product of the childlike understanding. We could think that we're giving something to Hashem. You know, it says, what is Hashem? Serve Hashem. Hashem has nachas. We think that, you know, we're helping him. You know, we're giving, giving him something. Aye, but it says, Mufurish in, in, in the Pasuk, and Abraham brings, no, we're not doing anything for Hashem. We're not giving to Hashem. Oh, but what about this? So, you know, it's, it's not so simple. There can be some things that are not so easy to, to understand. A more mature person can face the difficulties. The Holy Zavos talks about what do I understand and what don't I understand? Talks about the words of Hachamim, the don't reject them. Means the person right now is a Baal Baal He might say, okay, this is my Mechazal, I don't understand, and reject it. Chasmasholim, it comes out of the courses. He has to realize that there can be things he doesn't understand and somehow manage that. That this is something that I could honestly recognize is beyond my understanding at this point. Does that make sense? That helpful? Uh oh. <laughs> you can think it over. Let me know anytime. Okay. If anybody has anything else to um, put on the table, they're invited. Okay, I think we can pause here. Are you late enough? <laughs> can I just ask a quick review on something you said from the beginning? Just bring okay. it back. Were you, were you saying that from in the beginning that in general it's a good thing to rethink these things? And did you suggest, I may have just not heard it right, I want to just clarify. Were you saying that sometimes there's a bracha somebody gets, like a certain uncertainty they have in their mind? And in a sense, that's like a gift so that they can re-examine things. Were you suggesting that? I'm not sure if I heard it improperly. I don't, I'm asking. In a certain way, I was saying that when somebody discovers about themselves that they were just keeping the Torah because they were in the habit of keeping it, but they don't have a real personal connection, and they need to put in significant effort to understand what the Torah is really all about in order to forge a personal connection, with all the difficulty and all the discomfort that's involved, that is a blessing in disguise. Because otherwise a person might think, yeah, I know what the Torah is, and I'm good to go, and I'm just, you know, I'm just going with the flow, and everything is fine. And he will not need to engage, or think he does not need to engage, in coming to understand what the Torah really means to him as a mature person, different than when, what he knew as a younger or much younger person. So that person could fall into the trap of thinking, yeah, I know what it is and everything is going good. And he won't accept the direction of the Mishnah and the Chalmas of Avos and the and the Altus Labatka. Because it's taka hot, it's taka scary. But if we're forced into it, I mean, the problem is that, you know, you want to have the time and the motivation. It's not simple. Where's the motivation going to come from? That's the, the big challenge. What we have would, to you hope that, 
If a person wants to go they're sincere, they join a web conference, they're doing something, they're making a seder, they're trying, they, they, they want to have, I don't want to discount, you know, other, other kind of things that help have better feeling, you know, it could be things like the Zmiris and Fabrenging and, you know, Ish Kodesh and all the, all the good emotional aspects that help to give a person to, to awaken the inner Simcha. Uman, yeah, there's something that happens there that very often that's, because there is a Koach in the person, but that's not sufficient. It has to be with Seicha, with Das. Haskel Cannot rely on just a good emotional experience. We have to really discover what Tyre is all about. That's unquestionably a big job, but it doesn't have to be completed in one shot. We have to have patience, we have to have perseverance. Ayn Stephen Covey, Inside Out. Ayn Hative, first chapter of Stephen Covey, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. That's all I can say about that. Nothing needs to be added after you read that chapter. That will definitely be life transformative what well, could be okay a voice i thank you so much this is a, a privilege a pleasure david bergman this is a treat what can i tell you thanks for being with us and shmuley schwartz and akiva and chia and joe and rami and shragi and zeke that's all I see on my screen. Where's all the rest? Where are the other 70 people? There were a few more people. They, signed, they must have signed <laughs> up. Okay, next time. Okay, yes. I'll come down and help out over there. Thank you. Sign up.